Welcome to Boolean Review Podcast, where the highest rated dentists in the country tell us exactly how they do it. Thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of the Boolean Review Podcast. For those of you that don't know, we started this podcast with the single goal of interviewing the highest rated dentists in the country and asking them about their reviews, how they've been able to get so many reviews, and then also what has worked and what hasn't worked in that process of acquiring more online reviews from patients. You can find us on Instagram with the handle Boolean Review, and you can also peruse the various podcast topics and blog articles on our website, BooleanReview.com. On a side note, as of last week, we have launched a new page on our website that lists the top-rated dental offices in the entire country, and we have that broken up by specialty. So we have the top 10 oral surgeons, the top 10 orthodontists, periodontists, endodontists, pediatric dentists, and you can go and look at the quantity of those offices um, on our website, BooleanReview.com slash HighestRatedDentists. And there's hyphens in between highest rated dentists. Um, but yeah, there's the top 10 list there for you to go check out and see how you stack up nationally compared to other dental offices. Lastly, we do sell the software called the Boolean Review System, which we're happy to tell you more about if you're interested. But the main reason for this podcast is to give you the opportunity to hear from the best of the best hopefully give you real tactical advice that you can begin implementing in your practice immediately. So on this episode, I'm sitting down with Boise Family Dental Care in Boise, Idaho, and I am sitting down with their office manager, Crystal Varela. She first started out as Dr. Crump's dental assistant 11 years ago when Dr. Crump purchased the practice, and since then she has worked her way up to the front and now the office manager and she's been doing that for about the last eight years. And when Dr. Crump purchased this practice, it was your typical old school dental practice. They didn't really have any digital um, presence and they were basically non-existent online. And Crystal is here to talk about kind of the journey in increasing their number of reviews. So let's jump into this interview with Crystal. Crystal, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, of course. The first question I have is, around what it was like for you guys before Boolean and then after Boolean, and also why did you guys decide to sign up and begin really focusing on your reviews? Um, I mean, we started with like 37 reviews when we started with Boolean, and we were up to 156 in about a year. Um, and it took us, I mean, five years to get 37 reviews, and we were even proud of that. Um, so now I've just blown that out of the water. Um, and even with our 37 reviews that we started with, um, we we were still number one on Google when you were doing an organic search. So we were still proud of that. But we started noticing that other dental offices were coming into play. People were using Google more, um, leaving more reviews. And so, you know, we were kind of teetering from that number one spot to one week we would bump down to number two and number one. And that's one of the reasons we kind of started using Boolean. We needed something to help us get those reviews, make sure we were tracking things um, to keep that spot. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So one of the, the things I remember about your office and when you first started, because like you said, you went from 37 to 156 mm -hmm. in about a year. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was really impressive, and this is what I want to dive into more, is you guys went from 
37, 38 reviews to over 100 to, it was somewhere in the 110, 115 range, Mm -hmm. but you jumped up by like 70 reviews in less than two months. Yeah. And so, and then obviously I'm, or I guess I'm assuming you guys were, you know, having a campaign or a big push to beat out any other competition in the area and then kind of went into more of a maintenance mode. But what happened in that first two months that really got you guys invigorated or, or really um, diving into it to that degree? Yeah, so we kind of started off with just a, a regular staff meeting about what bullying was, how it worked. Um, a lot of our staff was super hesitant on not only asking, but but the actual works of it. Like, how do I actually send it? Is it going to be hard to put it on my desktop? Is it going to be take time, all this stuff? So once we kind of trained on it, Um, And then we just, we went staff member by staff member and asked them what would work for them to get, to fit that in that hour appointment. So some of them, you know, we, we felt like instead of just making it, okay, you're going to do this at the end of each appointment or, or this specific time, each hygienist um, or assistant kind of had a, well, I have downtime while I'm taking x-rays and talking to the patient or while I'm waiting for doctor for an exam. So we talked to each staff member and had them decide how they were going to work it into their hour with that patient um and then just made it a commitment we okay this you know this assistant kelly is going to do it this way and that's how she's going to ask and you know we just went staff member staff member kind of made a commitment and then one thing that we've done um is in our office we have each staff member not only is a hygienist or an assistant um we have appointed job duties, I guess, for everybody. And it can be all sorts of different things. Um, but we appointed one of our hygienists, our review job person. That's that's what her extra job is on top of her regular dentistry stuff. She's in charge of tracking reviews, bringing up good reviews, bringing up bad reviews, um, you know, commending people when they, when they had a lot more than they normally do. Um, and so having that kind of in one brain that isn't necessarily the office manager, um, it's actually somebody that's boots on the ground that people can confidently go and talk to her and say, this isn't working for me, or this person already had a review asked six months ago. How do you get around that? Um, that's really helped kind of keep it on track if that makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I give her so every ahead. week I get the email, you know, with how many people have, have sent in reviews. And I actually walk that to her every Monday morning, print it out and walk it to her. And then she'll go and kind of, you know, I'm going to go tell so-and-so that they did really good last week, or I'm going to go talk to so-and-so and say, Hey, you only had one review last week. Um, and it keeps it weekly on the mind, but it's also somebody that's boots on the ground that the girls feel safe talking to about how, how they can do it. I gotcha. Okay. So did you guys in the beginning, I think that's a really, um, interesting idea that I haven't heard of before, but I like that to, instead of basically mandating, okay, here's the new process. This is what we're going to do. Everyone starting on Monday. Thank you for your paying attention. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You are engaging with the staff and allowing them to be a part of coming up with an effective solution that works for their unique style. Yeah. Is that right? Yep, because at first we kind of said, this is what we're going to do. And then we got the, well, I don't have time at the end. Well, I'm always rushed to get my next patient. I'm, 
you know, everybody had their own little excuse, I guess, for why they didn't think they could do it. And so we said, okay, so if you don't have time at the end because you feel rushed to turn your room over, do you have time at the beginning? Do you have time to talk about it while you're in their mouth? Do you have time while they're doing x-rays? And so each person just said, okay, yeah, I think I could fit that in here or there. And everybody was a little bit different on when they thought they could do it. Um, I'd say primarily people do it at the end because it just feels like you've had this rapport for an hour with it. More natural, yeah. Um, but a couple of them mm -hmm. were didn't like that idea. And so we allowed them to, to fit it in whenever they could, but they had to do it. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. Yeah, that's... Uh... I, I guess the thing I like about that from like a, it's almost the leadership tactic or just a managerial tactic that's really effective is trying to be on the same team as your staff, as opposed to, um, just basically demanding that they do what you tell them. And I'm sure that this isn't a, you, you didn't, you probably, I'm assuming this is how you operate in general, yeah. which facilitates a really positive environment, not just with Boolean. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really, really good idea on basically saying, okay, I understand that you guys have a lot on your plates, but we all acknowledge that reviews are going to be something that's going to benefit our practice in general. So how do you suggest that we, you know, you're able to help do that? I mm -hmm. like that a lot. So I think one thing that if people listening to this, they're going to immediately come into, holy cow, if they did 70 reviews in two months, that's 35 35 reviews a month that you guys were mm -hmm. getting, um, almost, or what is that eight, eight or so per week? Yeah. How many patients are you guys seeing per week to, to be able to do so that? We, I actually, we have revenue. Well, there is a practice software that kind of helps us out and it's awesome. They track this for me. So it was very easy to pull, but we see a, on average 170 people per week. And then how many new patients per week? Or I'm sorry. Per so month. I pulled that number as well. We're getting about 60 new patients on average per month. Okay. And then of those 170 patients that you guys get or see per mm -hmm. week, um, what is the, and this doesn't need to be exact, but approximately hygiene versus, um, restorative work. Um, I would say 90% of our reviews come from hygiene. So, um, our hygienists, let's okay. see, uh, one, two, three, they're seeing about nine patients a day, um, eight, nine, um, so, and like I said, 90% of our reviews come from hygiene. Um, one thing that we come across that's a little bit of a struggle, um, for people seeing doctor for restorative is that a lot of those people on the restorative side just came from hygiene a week or two before, and we know that they've been asked for a review. Mm. And so, um, the, the restorative side is a little bit more hit and miss on getting reviews in. Um, the assistants will ask or doctor will ask if they know it's a new patient or if they know that that patient came in for like a toothache or something that wasn't already diagnosed because 80% probably of those people just got asked to reviews a couple weeks ago when they were in for their hygiene appointment when that treatment was diagnosed. Um, so that's why we focus right, right. so much on our hygienists that it's a requirement because there's only three of them. We have three hygienists. And it's all up to their patients, kind of, I guess. Um, it's a little bit more hit and miss on the doctor's side. Um, and the other thing that I guess the, um, I'll use you as the like excuse buster mm -hmm. <laughs> for all the excuses or just, and it's just the, the comments that I hear from clients that are starting something up like this. But how do you, um, another thing that is very common is just the staff saying, I feel awkward asking or I, I feel like I'm, um, trying to sell them like the like helping us out to leave a review. How do you guys get around that? What's uh, the, what's the approach? Yeah, we got around 
that a little bit more, more before we even started Boolean because like we, you know, we were trying on our own in-house to do our Google reviews and this has just made it way easier. But um, we just, we just have to get over that awkwardness. Um, we did, we did some exercises. We did c- complete role play um, in that median, that meeting that we had um, and just said that, well, you know, we make sure we don't ask anybody that seems you know, they just had a toothache and they're not feeling well. And, um, we kind of eliminate those people. Um, but I don't know, I feel like the hygienists have built a 60 minute rapport with that patient that by the end of the appointment, it becomes comfortable. Um, I mean, that one's a little bit hard and our, our staff definitely feels that way. Sometimes, um, we've just kind of mandated it, I guess that you have to fit it in at some point in there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you know how, or like, do you um, have a way that you've suggested, or is there a particular hygienist that you think really asks in a good way? And what is that, or how do they bring it up? Or yeah, how do they so talk one of my hygienists it? actually does it down the hallway as she's walking up to check out. Which at first I didn't, I didn't know that I loved that because she, you know, she was doing it as she was walking out and everybody could hear her. But now that she's done it enough, it actually doesn't bother me, and I actually like it because other patients in the office may be passing by her or in the waiting room or something that actually hears her. Um, so it just kind of makes everybody more aware of it. But she basically, you know, as she's walking up, she said, she says, you know, how was your appointment today? Did everything go okay? And they usually will say yes. Um, and she'll say, awesome. Well, we're trying really hard to keep our Google reviews up. You know how Google is nowadays. Um, if I send you a link, would it be okay to leave a Google review? And everyone says yes. Um, so that's kind of her way. She mm-hmm. That's when she feels like she could fit it in. She's one of the ones that just feels like time management is like she's already crammed in that hour. So she does it every single patient as she's walking down the hallway. Um, the other two hygienists do it in the room while they're waiting on doctor's exam. So they'll just kind of bring up Google and that, you know, we're always looking for new patients. And if you have any friends or family, send them our way. But what really helps is keep, you know, sending us a Google review. Um, that's how most people look for us. That's where 90% of our reviews come from. So if you wouldn't mind, can you send it, you know, if I send you this link, can you do this Google review for me? Most people say yes. That's awesome. Um, and how critical, um, do you think, and you mentioned, uh, maybe you could dive into kind of pre and post, uh, using Boolean. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, how, how critical do you think it is to actually have a staff person ask the patient face to face versus, um, there's a lot of systems that are completely software driven. So there's the, you know, it's very attractive from a office manager or dentist perspective to say, you don't have to do anything. Our system's going to contact all of your patients for you on your behalf. You just don't even think about it. And you know, the reviews will start coming in, which I've heard does work, but you're not going to get as many. Um, but I'm curious from your perspective, how, like how critical is that face to face? Yeah, we even actually pay for that function with another another software that we use and we have it inactivated because Boolean is so much better. Um, we did that for years and it just didn't really work for us. We have Boolean and that other software because it comes as a package with our confirmation emails and text messages and patient portal and stuff. But we have that function turned off because it doesn't work near as well and it doesn't direct directly to Google. Um, so as far as face-to-face goes, um, we have a huge number of patients um that that would leave a review but they need to be doing it in the chair so so almost i would say gosh a huge percentage of the people that we ask for a review do it right then while they're sitting in the chair especially if it's while the doctor's waiting on exam or something probably not the ones walking in the hallway as she's walking them out right. they do it right there 
and they'll just do it and it's done. Um, if they get through that front door, um, they get back to their busy life, their busy schedule. The chances of them actually going and doing that um, go down, oh my gosh, so much. So I feel like one of the reasons we have so many Google reviews or why we went, th those numbers sparked so much is because we asked them while they were in the chair and they just literally did it on their phone while they're sitting in the chair. Mm, yeah, because and I think that's another thing that um, there's actually a decent amount of time. Everyone's, all patients are on their phone anyways when they're waiting for the doctor to come in. You might as well just say, hey, you know, while while we're waiting for Dr. Crump, I'll send you a text and you can fill it out now if that works for you. And then obviously the patient can just say, I'll do it later if they want. That's so true. And I think another thing I was thinking about is so many, um, I, I want to say, I guess I would call it profiling, that I talked to some dentists that basically will... They, they are picking in their head who they are going to ask and who they're not going to ask. Mm -hmm. Like, cause there's this assumption, oh, you know, John's never, he, he, there's no way he's going to leave a review or, you know, oh, Sally's, um, she's definitely going to be one that's leaving a review and I'll ask her, but not the other person. Do you guys ever go through a period where, um, there was hesitancy to ask everybody or how do you, do you give the hygienist discretion to maybe not ask certain patients if they feel like there's an issue or something that needs to be discussed with the doctor first? Yeah, we actually talked about this in a meeting a couple months ago where I brought up some of our, I'd say sour patients <laughs> that on uh -huh. our Google reviews that left a review, people that we wouldn't think would leave a review that actually left a review and read some of those. I'm just trying, just kind of trying to eliminate that because I did have a, there was a time period where I felt like we were kind of picking and choosing a little bit. So in a meeting, I actually brought, you know, like three patients out of those 150 something um, that, that seemed like sour patients, I guess, and said, Hey, look, even though they're grumpy, I think that's just their personality. Look, they still gave us a review, even if it's just five stars and they didn't type anything, they still gave us five stars, even though mm. they're a sour patient. So I think, um, just don't eliminate anybody unless they, I mean, if somebody is leaving and they're, they're legitimately unhappy, which hopefully is never happening. I mean, don't send that person a review. Right. <laughs> or somebody that had right, right, right. just got a tooth pulled and they're hurting or something. Don't send them a review. But as far as whether you have the perception of the patient thinking that, you know, they had a bad experience or that they're just a grumpy patient in general, don't count them out because I think that's just their personality. <laughs> Yeah, I would say the fact that they're even coming back. So, you know, as long as they were appointed one time, that just goes to show that we did something right on the front end and that that shouldn't, that that person should be asked for a review. Um, why is in particular, did you, was there like a, any noticeable changes? And this could be from anything, whether it's um, comments from patients, number of new patients, case sizes, types of patients. When you guys got past a hundred reviews or even past, you know, 150, have you noticed any difference um, or anything that has changed because of reviews? I think it does bring, um, brings patients to your practice who likely need work because they're Googling you to start new care and likely haven't been to the dentist in a long time. So, I mean, if you're getting 60 average new patients a month coming in, I mean, obviously those 60 people are going to need treatment. Those are new patients. So the chances of them needing nothing is actually pretty low. And um, they may be the occasional, you have a great smile and haven't been to the dentist from 10 years and still need nothing. But normally those are bringing, you know, 
good patients that need treatment into your practice. And, you know, you start getting caught up on your current patients because you see them every six months and you take care of that cavity and that decay and that thing um, at that last six month appointment. So if you just keep plugging those people in at that six month appointment, you're eventually going to run out of some treatment that needs to be done. That's why those new patients fill in that void on bringing revenue into your practice. And then um, how do you guys deal with negative reviews? So this one's hard. Um, we just had this happen to us last week, and we've been on such a good streak for so long. Um, you know, our staff feels it, even if they weren't directly working with that patient. But, you know, I've had people in the staff, oh, no, did you see that review? And as much as we completely disagree with the review, it's still there. Um, all I tell the girls is bury it. That means ask every single person this week for reviews, just bury it. Um, we always reply to bad reviews, um, even though sometimes it hurts our pride and we know we were in the right or, or you know, the patient's perception are different. Or a lot of times they'll comment on money and things like that. We always reply um, so that there shows a response. We just feel like that's important for people reviewing our Google reviews that, that the practice replied um, in a good manner. Of course, we're not putting people down. We're just saying, we're sorry you felt that way. Da, 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 da. Um, and then bury it. Just get as many right. reviews in there to make bury that review. Yeah, and I think that's another the. I mean, to be honest, and I don't, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but there have actually been studies done, and this is for like products on Amazon um, or restaurants that if you have a perfect five rating, it's actually looked at as more suspicious by the uh -huh. consumer. Because, you know, like, and they've, like, Amazon has actually, um, like, if you think about when you shop on Amazon, if you saw a product that had 100 5.0, yep. you know, reviews and nothing else, and then there's another product on there that's got a thousand reviews, but it's got like a 4.7 average, and there's been, you know, 10 people that have been frustrated and left um, one star reviews and a couple two and three mm -hmm. and whatnot, uh, there's obviously, uh, we trust quantity. I feel like as long as there's still a high average more than just perfection, because perfection seems, um, uh, what's the word? Suspicious. It just seems suspicious. It doesn't seem real. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we feel like it's important to reply to those bad ones, because if people go searching around, at least the business is, you know, we respect that patient enough, whether we disagreed with them or not to reply in a manner so that everybody else sees it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, with 157 five-star reviews, um, you're, you're going to find a bad egg in there somewhere. That's a, that's a huge volume, you know, of, of right. people. Somebody's going to say something. Right. The other thing that's interesting that I don't know if you guys ever do, um, and I, this, I guess, could kind of ease the, uh, the sting of a bad review, is I always tell people, you can, especially on Google, you can look to see what other reviews the customers have left um, at other businesses. And it's just so interesting to me that more, it's not every time, sometimes I'll come across a business that, you know, has a one star review and the person is like, you know, a very pleasant, happy person that's left five star reviews for dozens of other businesses. That's usually not the case. Usually it's the person, like, I don't know what, but they're using Google business platform to just release all of the anger in their life. And every single, um, 
review that they've left is like super dissatisfied food was disgusting and then the this doctor didn't know what he was talking about and then there's the review for the dental practice and they were also unhappy um, and i feel like there's a good thing to remember that consumers whether or not they know this now some people do um like me the the nerd that looks at this stuff all day but there's there are people as consumers, we don't just look at a one-star review and then say, oh, this practice is out. I'm going to go to the next one. We want to analyze and think, is this like a, do, do I trust this person? Do they seem like a average, like um, normal person that uh, had a valid reason to be upset? Or were they just mad because their insurance didn't cover as much as they thought or, or whatnot? How frequently do is the staff talking about reviews to each other? And how frequently do you guys meet as a staff? Yeah, so um, every Monday morning, we just go over our weekly report from the week before and say, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so on asking for reviews this week. Um, but once a month, we have a staff meeting um, for the practice and our review gal, so our hygienist that is appointed for our reviews, get some time during that meeting to go over. She'll read the really good reviews just for feel goods. Um, we'll kind of do a total number of people asked, total number of people um, that left reviews. And then it's kind of a time that we call out people too, like, okay, Ashley, you know, everybody else asked for this many and you only asked for three <laughs> and it kind of right. calls everybody out on, on the table. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable, but it gets people right back on track. Um, the feel good is always nice. It, you know, when you tell a hygienist, Hey, this is what Bob said about you. And it's really nice. It makes them feel good. And they want to do it again. They're like, Oh, I'm going to ask my next person because if that person had something nice to say about me, hopefully, you know, the next person does too. And it just kind of makes it a feel good thing for our meetings. But yeah, every Monday we just go over the week before. And then, um, once a month we kind of go in depth a little bit more. That's awesome. So do you guys, have you ever played around with incentivizing staff or having competitions amongst the staff to encourage yeah. them to follow through with this? It's funny you asked that. Doctor and I talked about that a couple weeks ago. We actually had our review gal suggest that to us. You know, she said, hey, what if we incentivize us? And Dr. Crump and I talked and both of us decided against it <laughs> because mm -hmm. we feel like it's something that we're making them do. We already gave them the, you know, the leeway to be able to do it kind of whenever they wanted and however they wanted. Um, as long as it's done within that hour that we felt like we kind of had already made it mand mandatory. So if people aren't doing it, then we just need to have a discussion of what their roadblock is to why they're not doing it. And we decided not to incentivize just because it's, we kind of feel like, okay, that person needs x-rays. They need to be asked for a review. That person needs an exam from doctor. They need to be asked for a review. We just tried to make it in the girls' heads that that's how it's done. Um, so we mm. decided against it, but um, that was actually a fresh topic we just talked about a couple weeks ago. That's cool because I think that, I mean, it, I guess it also depends on the culture. I personally think I would have a hard time as an owner incentivizing staff for something like this. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on your side with this. I do have a number of clients that do say they swear by the incentives. The only thing is that I feel like you should be cautious about it. And at least if you're a practice that's starting out with a system like this, at least try to just uncover the underlying issues or obstacles first. Um, and if it really isn't working, then obviously, yeah, I've seen incentives. I guess incentives is kind of like throwing gasoline on the fire. Like it's obviously going to get hotter, um, mm -hmm. and, and grow, 
but now it's dependent on that <laughs> and you're, yeah. and now you are potentially are paying an additional amount for um for that so i don't know and i have yeah. i the only the only one that i have liked that i've heard about is um when a pay, whenever a staff member is mentioned by name in a review there's a dentist down in texas josh austin um, and he gives $5 to any staff member that is mentioned by name in a review. Oh, um, and it's just that. like a standing rule at their, um, at their weekly meetings. Mm -hmm. He has a fresh stack of $5 bills and he's like, Oh, Samantha, you were mentioned, John, you were mentioned. And, uh, that's the, that's the only thing that he said that he's done. So it's kind of, um, you're not, cause it's obviously not going to happen every time. Um, but when someone has done a really good job, obviously, and the patient has acknowledged them by name, he goes above and beyond to do that. And I feel like that's a, um, a nice middle ground. And it also, like you said, the other thing that I think is really important, um, the fact that you read the good reviews that have come in at your staff meetings, instead of just saying, Hey, keep asking, or Hey, we asked 30 people last week. That's really good people. There's sometimes reading the reviews is going to be and reading the re reviews publicly so that the hygienist is acknowledged in front of the rest of the staff. Sometimes that's 10 times more effective than, yep. you know, any amount of money that you could give them. Yeah. Not only for the hygienist, for the people that didn't get their name called, they want their name called next time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can see an advantage at the very beginning when you're first launching Boolean, maybe for that first month, doing an incentive just to get people over those barriers, but a practice that's been in it for a year, you know, I, I think it's just becomes part of your flow. Yep. And I think it needs to be, it's like, you don't, you don't give incentives when a patient, when you, when the hygienist suggests, um, doing a tape, doing x-rays or whatever, Yeah. because it's just like, that's part of the, like, that's what happens when someone comes in, we do the, we provide the service and then we say, thank you. You know, we'd appreciate if you left us a review and that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And I think that's much more important uh, for the longevity of something because otherwise it just gets very expensive to maintain any sort of momentum. And I just think there's other ways to keep the momentum going by just the intrinsic reward and, and mentioning people by name and whatnot, and then just talking about it consistently. Yep, totally. Um, let's see. If you were placed into a office that a brand new office that had just opened up and you had no reviews, what would your steps or process be in getting something started? Okay. Um, we kind of went through this, like I said before, we bought this practice, but it had zero, I mean, it was paper charts, old school, no communication with patients, that kind of thing. So we kind of started at this zero platform. Um, we, I mean, just getting out there and asking Boolean, obviously, because it sets up a platform that's easy and the patient just can leave it, leave it right then. Um, and then just make sure you're asking everyone especially if you're a brand new practice and you're limited on how many people are coming in already, just be upfront with that patient and tell them, yeah, you know that we're new, especially because that patient probably does. We've only been here such and such amount of months or, you know, uh, we need people to find out about us just like you found out about us. And most people are going to Google. So if you can give us a Google review, that'll build our practice and keep us going. 
I mean, as long as that person is having a good experience in the chair and they're having a good experience all around with your practice, asking them, I mean, to leave a review, even if they've only been in one time or that's their first appointment, as long as that appointment went okay, um, they should be inclined to leave you one. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal. I appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, this has been very, very helpful, and I'm sure that the people listening um, appreciate learning from uh, a great office like yours, so thank you. Thank you very much. It was a great opportunity. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening to this episode with Boise Family Dental Care. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out via our website or on Instagram, and we'd be happy to get those uh, answers to you that you are looking for. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Boolean Review Podcast, where the highest rated dentists in the country tell us exactly how they do it.